0: So glad to see you're here. Sit on down. Get ready to enjoy yourself. <laughs> oh, my. Yeah, I, I am your humble host here on Sounds Like Radio. Today we've got the great Gildersleeve and some really fine music. Oh, a little unusual music, too, you might say, because it's all about Gildersleeve. Well, today he gets embarrassed. In fact, he gets his feelings hurt because he, well, they kind of, family kind of thinks he's too fat. He, he he can't do some things like he used to do when he was slimmer. And, uh, well, family sort of laughs. At least, I, as I recall, Leroy laughs. I think Marjorie does. I'm not sure. I don't remember it that well. But I remember Gildersleeve getting his feelings hurt because he's a little too, uh, too, uh, Shall we say Porky? Uh, all right. He's too fat. Let's face it. He's just too fat. He's got to lose that weight, and he's going to try to lose the weight, too. It's going to be difficult, though, especially uh, if Leroy uh, tells Marjorie to start singing Mr. Five by Five. You know, that's what Ella Mae Morse, she likes to sing Mr. Five by Five. I, I just hope Marjorie doesn't take up Ella Mae Morse. Morse's, uh, Morse's yeah, Morse, M O R S E, so I can't say Morse. Morse's um a hint here to sing Mr Five by Five the Five because you know that ain't gonna make his feelings feel any better when 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 LMA Morse starts singing this song, but well, we just gotta hear it because we it's it's what we're doing here. That's why we're here, to play fat songs, because this is a show all about fat. Yeah. Oh, Here's Ella Mae Morris, her big hit, Mr. Five by Five. I hope that didn't harm Gilda ego too much. <laughs> well, you know, uh, when you're a couple pounds overweight, what can you do but admit it? I, I I'm a few ounces overweight, and, and I, I don't try to hide it. I, I'm proud of my belly. I shove it way out front, and it opens doors for me. Yeah, that's right. You, you being a little, a couple ounces of weight can help out. You know, you can open up a door. Uh, you can crush things. You, Eh, eh, It can be a good thing. Well, anyway, Ella Mae Moore, she sings about Mr. Five by Five, but Bing Crosby and Peggy Lee, well, they look at it a different way. They say, I like you just the way you are. Now, that's the attitude I like. This is a neat song that Peggy Lee and Bing Crosby sang together from a Bing Crosby show from February 21st, 1951. Peggy... Bing! Take it away. Peggy
1: Lee and I like to blend a popular favorite of thing called Just The Way You Are. You ready, Peg? I like my eggs over easy and my coffee black, I like my steak rare and juicy or my money back, I like my tea poured directly from the samovar, but I like you just the way you are. I
2: like my juice when I wake and I'm so upset, I'm quite a fuss budget for my favorite cigarette, and I go mad when a picture's crooked on the wall, but I like
1: Friends know about my idiosyncrasies, peculiarities. They
2: grin and bear them.
1: I'm telling you all this confidentially because eventually you'll have to share them.
2: I like the seams in the stocking to be smooth and straight. I like my meat and potatoes on a separate plate. About, about a, a million, and million and
1: one things I'm particular, particular, but I like you. Just the way you are I like my sheets and my covers To be tucked and tight I like your kid brother When he's out of sight I
2: like my champagne Especially with caviar But I like you Just the way you are I like to peek at the ending When I start a book I like a boy not afraid To eat the things I cook
1: I like a gal who's punctual When I come to call But I like you Anyway at all Friends
2: know about my idiot.
1: Syncrasies peculiar
2: Ereties again and barren
1: I'm telling you all this confidence
2: Eventually because he
1: Eventually we'll have to share us. I like your name and it best to side with mine
2: And I am quick to confess that I would like
1: it fine About a million and one things I'm particular But I like you Just the way you are
0: Oh yeah Yeah, I like it Let's hear it from Peggy Lee and our house singer, Bing Crosby. <laughs> Very
3: good, Bing and Peggy.
1: It was nice to say so.
0: I thought so, too. <laughs> oh, my. Bing Crosby, Peggy Lee, and I like you just the way you are. Now, that's the attitude, my friends. That's the attitude to take if your friend and partner, well, he's a couple of ounces overweight or if she's a couple ounces overweight, well, you know, you just got to like them just the way they are because they are still who they are, huh? Eh, eh. More to love, that's what they say. Although I got to admit, I, I, I like a skinny girl better than a fat girl. But I wouldn't be so rude as Arthur Godfrey. He, he's going to sing a song that uh, I guess I kind of agree with, but I, I wouldn't sing it out loud. At least not too loud. Arthur, you better keep this song on the, on the quiet side. Uh, you just might get folks angry at you. Here's Arthur Godfrey. You don't care if you get angry. He's going to sing you the Two Fat Poker.
3: Here's a silly ditty. You can sing it right away now here is what you say so sing it while you may here's a silly jingle you can sing it night or noon here's the words that's all you need because i just sang the tune oh i don't want her you can have her she's too fat for me she's too fat for me she's too fat for me i don't want her you can have her she's too fat for me she's too fat she's too fat she's too fat for me i get dizzy I get numbo when I'm dancing with my jum, jum, jumbo. I don't want her, you can have her, she's too fat for me. She's too fat for me, she's too fat for me. I don't want her, you can have her, she's too fat for me. She's too fat, she's too fat, she's too fat for me. Can she prance up a hill? (laughs) No, 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 no. Can she dance a quadrille? No, 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 no. Does she fit in your coop? By herself, she's a group. Could she possibly sit upon your knee? No, no, no. We don't want her, you can't. She's too fat for me She's too fat for me But she's just right for me (laughs) We don't want her, you can have her She's too fat for me yeah, she's too fat, much too fat. But she's just right for me. She's so charming. And she's so winning. <laughs> but it's alarming when she goes in swimming. We don't want her, you can have her. She's too fat for me. <laughs> she's too fat for me. But she's just right for me. So I sure want her, you can't have her. She's just right for me. <laughs> but she's too fat! But she's not too fat. She's just right for me. <laughs>
0: Everybody dance the polka. She's a
3: twosome. Yeah. She's a foursome. Yeah. If she'd lose some, Ooh. I would like her more. Some I don't want her. You can have her. She's too fat for me. Ooh. She's too fat for me. Hey. Yeah, she's too fat for me. Me too. I don't want her. You can have her. She's too fat for me. Hey. She's too fat. Ooh. Much too fat. Hey. She's too fat for me. Hey. Hey.
0: Oh, yeah, that was a nice <laughs> Oh, oh that was a nice sentiment, wasn't it, from Arthur Godfrey? Oh, he's singing the Too Fat Polka. He don't care whether it's politically correct, and frankly, neither do I. You know, you just can't please everybody, and I sure as heck ain't going to try. Well, that was the great Arthur Godfrey singing Too Fat Polka. I bet you won't hear that on the radio anymore. <laughs> but here on Sounds Like Radio, we got it for you. Yeah. All right, friends, let's get to the fat guy himself, the Great Gildersleeve, from October 18, 1950. Gildersleeve, well, his feelings get hurt, and he's kind of embarrassed. He couldn't do what he wanted to do because uh, he's just a little too chubby. Well, from October 18, 1950, here now, the Great Gildersleeve. Mr.
4: Gildersleeve!
5: I'm oh, Mr. Gildersleeve. Birdie. Well, if he ain't here, why don't he
6: say so? Tonight, in a new fall and winter series of Wednesday evening broadcasts, the Kraft Foods Company presents Willard Waterman as the Great Gildersleeve. <laughs> Great Gildersleeve is brought to you by the Kraft Foods Company... ...makers of parquet margarine and all those other wonderful Kraft quality foods. It tastes so good. It's always fresh. It's parquet margarine made by Kraft. Yes, when you buy margarine, remember... ...the margarine millions prefer to any other is parquet margarine made by Kraft. The reason they prefer parquet is because it tastes so good. And the reason it tastes so good is that it's always fresh... In states where colored margarine is sold, get yellow parquet in its new flavor saver package, each golden quarter pound individually wrapped in flavor saver aluminum foil. Elsewhere, get parquet in the handy color quick bag or regular package. In any state, in any package, parquet is the margarine that tastes so good because it's always fresh. That's P-A-R-K-A-Y. Parquet margarine made by Kraft. morning, the great Gildersleeve took his little nephew, Leroy, down to Hogan Brothers' department store to buy him a suit. And while he was there, he bought one for himself, too. Did he have it wrapped? Not the water commissioner. He's wearing it home,
7: and it's quite a suit. You bet. Latest thing, dill pickle green.
8: Hey, Al, could we walk on the other side
7: of the street? Do what for, my boy? Well,
8: there's not so many people over there. With you in that suit, walking in this crowd is dangerous for a little kid. They get to looking at you and walk right over me.
7: Now, Leroy, let's not be jealous. You have a fine suit, too?
8: Holy cow, aren't that color? Dill pickle green. You could wear that to a masquerade party. Masquerade? Sure. Put on a mustard shirt and you could go as a hamburger. (laughs) (laughs) That'll
7: do, Leroy. You're just a little boy. You don't know anything about fashions. This color is so new, it hasn't even been in the magazines yet.
8: Hey, Uncle, how about getting
7: some popcorn and going to a movie? No, we have to get home, Leroy. Bertie will be waiting dinner for us. Right, oh, George, this is a good-looking suit. Nice lines. Snappy. Oh, pardon me, madam. <laughs> Why don't you look where you're
8: walking,
7: Uncle? Huh? Well, I just glanced into a shop window. Yeah. Color fits nice, too. Just like Esquire. Why do they make these store windows so short? Can't get a good look at yourself before you hit the doorway. Uh, Excuse me. Honk. All right, Leo. I'm looking for something. Right here, in fact, in this big, shiny window. Uh, This is more like it. You can't tell anything in those triple mirrors where they sell the suits. You see too many people.
8: Gee, Alk, why do you want to look into a paint store? Let's go home.
7: Well, I may want to buy some white left. Yes, sir, Gildersleeve, you look pretty good. This coat with the belt in the back makes those shoulders look fine. <laughs> the pants are nice, too.
8: Unc, I read a story once about a guy named Narcissus.
7: Huh? Who?
8: All he did was sit and look at his reflection in the water.
7: Oh?
8: You know what happened? What? He fell in the lake.
7: <laughs> All right, Leroy, we'll go home. My name is Narcissus, and I'm not going to fall in any lake.
8: Hey, you got a tag on the back of your coat. Hey, this is your name.
7: Oh, the clerk probably left it there. What does it say?
8: That dyed boiled and pre (laughs) schmunk.
5: Roy, don't you look nice? Yeah. And who's this man with you? This ain't Mister Gilfley.
7: Yeah. (laughs) Didn't recognize me, did you, Bertie?
5: Say, will
2: you look at that, Mister Gilfley? You got a new suit too.
7: Sure, latest thing, Bertie. This is what they're wearing in New York now. Has pleats in the pants.
8: I got cuffs on mine.
7: (laughs) How do you like this coat, Bertie? Ain't
8: that fancy?
5: You know something, Miss Gildersleeve? The way that coat's made, your shoulders is catching up with your waistline.
4: Now,
8: Bertie?
5: Look at the shoulders on my coat. Of
7: course, I only bought this suit because I needed it. Man has to have more than one suit, especially when he's the water commissioner.
8: Oh, for corn's sake.
7: Yeah, how do you like the color, Bertie?
8: Oh, that's nice. What color is it? Catfish green.
7: Dill pickle green. All the young men are wearing it this year. Well, it
5: sure makes you look young, Mr. Gilsey.
7: Well, I am young, Bertie. Yes, sir.
5: In that outfit, you could go to the college football game and sit in the root-tootin' section. Sure I could. You could go to those games and help with the root-tootin' section. Yeah, I know, Bertie. You'd sit right into that root-tootin' section. Yeah, all right, Bertie. Mr. Gilsey, do you know what you can do in that outfit? Yes, Bertie. That's but... right, you could go root-tootin'. <laughs> <laughs>
4: oh,
7: well, Bertie Leroy's right. I'm no mossback. There's plenty of fire in me yet. I'm full of beans.
5: Hello, Uncle Mort.
7: Well, Marjorie. Hello, my dear.
5: Oh, Leroy, you look so nice. Yeah.
7: Marjorie, you notice anything about me?
5: Well, here we go again. <laughs> oh, that's a lovely suit, Anki. Catfish
8: green. Dill
7: pickle.
5: It gives you a wonderful figure, Uncle Mort. Like a dill pickle. <laughs>
7: Leroy? Well, is isn't the suit at all, my dear. Most of this figure is mine.
8: Around the waist, it's all his. Uh,
7: <laughs> little jokester. The trouble is, Marjorie, the clothes I've been wearing before made me look older than I am. I'm not old.
5: Oh, of course you're not.
7: Right in my prime. The man doesn't come into his full strength until he passes 40.
5: That's right, Unky.
7: Yes, sir. Of course, my waistline is a little large, but I'm not fat. I'm just heavy.
5: Oh, you're wonderful, Uncle Morton. We love you.
7: you uh, thank you, my dear.
5: Don't we love him, Leroy? I think I'll go upstairs. <laughs> yes,
7: and wash your little face for dinner.
5: Oh, I'm going out and help Bertie, Anki.
7: Great. I think I'll slip in and take a peek in the hall mirror. Couldn't see much in that paint store window. Well, that's better. You know, I'm not being like that fellow Narcissus who kept looking at himself in the water. I've got something to look at. Why, George Gildersleeve, why don't you admit it? You're a powerhouse. <laughs> look at those shoulders. And those arms. Really a sleeve full. Yes, sir, the head of the household. The white stallion leading the wild horses. The bull moose leading the mooses.
4: My Lord, Oh,
7: there's Bronco. I'd forgotten about him. Oh, Mr. Gildersleeve. Well, hello, Bronco. Marjorie, here's your little husband.
5: Hello, Bronco. Darling. Hello, Marge, baby.
7: <laughs> my little family.
5: What
9: do you have in the package, darling? Hmm. Oh, this? Oh, these are some scales. Scales? Yeah, I'm going to put them upstairs so I can watch my weight. I weighed myself today, Mr. Gildersleeve, and I've gained three pounds.
7: Well, good. You're growing.
9: That's what worries me, Mr. Gildersleeve. I got quite a shock yesterday. Oh? When I dressed in the morning, I forgot to put on my belt. And I didn't notice it until noon.
7: What was holding your trousers up? That's what worries me.
5: (laughs) Oh, Bronco, you've never looked better.
7: Certainly. You're just a boy. You could use a little weight if you're going to lead the wild horses. I mean, be the head of a family. You've got to build yourself up, like me. Oh, no, Mr. Gildersleeve.
9: Just because I'm going to be a father, I'm not going to let myself go.
7: Now, oh, just a minute.
5: Oh, he's being silly, isn't he, Yankee? But look at the muscles in his arms. Show him your arms, Bronco. Oh, Marge.
7: Yeah, show us your muscle,
4: Bronco.
7: Now, Leroy, Bronco doesn't want to show his muscles. Wait till he grows up.
8: That buffalo's gonna get bigger? It... <laughs> Leroy,
7: stop embarrassing your brother-in-law. He's just a boy buffalo. Uh, boy
5: Bronco, remember how you used to chin yourself in the doorway? Go ahead, show us how you chin yourself
7: Oh, no Leave him alone He doesn't want to chin himself, he doesn't have to
9: I don't even know if I can do it now Oh, boy, look at the beef One, two,
5: three, four Bronco, look at him go Isn't he wonderful,
9: Unky?
7: Oh, yes, yes Show sure. uh, off
9: Oh, I can only do 12 Oh, pretty bad
8: Let's see you do it, Unc
7: Me? Well Dinner's ready dinner, dinner. Oh, good, dinner's ready Let's go to the table, everybody
9: Find me.
5: Come on, Uncle. Let's see you chin yourself just once Leroy, Uncle can't do that Oh,
9: that's not for a fat man I think not that you're fat I mean for a large man Oh, is that so?
7: I'm not fat, I'm just well built
8: Go ahead, Unc
7: All right, stand aside
8: Your feet are still on the floor, Unc
7: Don't rush me
9: Well, you got one foot up Look out, Mr. Gildersleeve You're breaking the door frame
7: Could have done it, though That wood's pretty weak
9: Why don't we try
8: it
5: on the railroad bridge?
7: (laughs) (laughs) What's so funny, Marjorie?
5: You, Unky, swinging in that doorway. (laughs) Reminded me of the day we went to the zoo.
7: Wolfer. Come to the table. Bronco, you sit on the left. Marjorie over here. Leroy over there.
8: This is where we always sit.
7: Well, sit there.
8: Hey, Bronco, remember that trick you used to do, crawling around the back of a chair without touching the floor?
7: Leroy, Marjorie married a husband, not a performing seal.
5: I remember that trick. Bronco was the only boy at school who could do it.
7: Ready, bring the dinner. Here's time,
8: <coughs> Jill, please. Show us how you did that one, Bronco.
7: <laughs> no, I couldn't do it.
8: Sure you can.
7: Leroy, he said he couldn't, don't you believe it?
5: Go on, darling, you can do it. Well... <laughs> all right
7: oh my
9: goodness this is pretty difficult you've got to go around the back of the chair without touching the floor watch this bronco he's doing it he's doing
4: it there oh you did it i'm ready
5: for bronco oh
9: it was nothing
5: Let's see, you do it, Uncle. Now, <laughs> well, just a minute. Leroy, don't be silly. Uncle Mort couldn't begin to do that.
9: Oh, I couldn't. I wouldn't try it if I were you, Mr. Kildersley. You
7: keep out of this. I'm the bull moose.
9: I mean
7: <laughs> I'm the head of the household. I can do anything that kid can do. And I can do it better. I can. Uh <clears> the
5: <throat> lad, what you doing, Mr.
7: Gildersleeve?
5: <clears throat> He's crawling around the
8: back of the chair. <clears throat> what
7: for? He'll stand back,
8: Bertie.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Look out, the chair sipping. <laughs> I'll keep me
8: careful.
4: Uh, do
7: it.
4: <laughs> 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 Are you all right, Uncle?
7: Yes, I'm all right.
4: <laughs> you shouldn't see yourself, so like balloon coming down, <laughs> Mr. Gildersleeve, you're a real
9: comedian. <laughs> Don't worry about the chair, Mr. Gildersleeve. I can glue it back together. The heck with the chair.
7: Excuse me, children. Well,
5: what about dinner, auntie? Aren't you going to eat?
7: I'm not hungry. I'm going to my room. Paul uh, oh, Mirror. Uh, there you are, Gildersleeve. Just an old tub. Balloon going down. Narcissus, you fell in the lake.
6: The Great Gildersleeve returns in just a moment. It's fresh. Fresh. Really fresh. Fresh. Always fresh. Fresh. That's why it tastes so good. It's parquet margarine made by Kraft. Naturally, when you buy margarine, you expect it to be wholesome and nutritious. But when you buy parquet margarine, you can expect it to be something else as well. You can expect it to be fresh, really fresh, always fresh, no matter where or when you buy. And because it's fresh... Parquet is the margarine that always tastes so good. Yes, parquet is always fresh. It's made fresh from selected products of American farms. It's rushed fresh to your store in refrigerated trucks. It's sold fresh by your grocer. Every package of parquet is flavor dated, and grocer stocks are regularly inspected by craft men. That's why Kraft can positively guarantee to you that no matter where or when you buy parquet margarine, it will be fresh. Fresh. Really fresh. Fresh. Always fresh. Fresh. That's P-A-R-K-A-Y. Parquet margarine made by Kraft. Let's get back to the great Gildersleeve. In the story of Snow White, the wicked queen had a mirror that told her anything she wanted to know. Up in his bedroom this morning, the water
7: commissioner has a mirror that's telling him a few things. Gildersleeve, you may as well face it. You look like a hippopotamus. A water-soaked hippopotamus. No wonder the family laughed when you couldn't chin yourself even once. And when you fell off that chair trying that trick, Uh, And that Bronco thinks he's smart. Well, I'm smart too. I'm not so fat either. Well, I blow my chest up a little. uh, This mirror must be warped. (laughs) Oh, I wonder what the family will say when I get on to breakfast. Oh, they probably won't say anything. Probably forgotten the whole thing. Sure. I'll just act as if nothing had happened. By George, I may bruise easily, but I heal fast. Mr. Gildersleeve! Coming, Betty! Morning,
4: Mr. Gildersleeve.
5: Good morning, Betty.
7: Good morning, Unky. Good morning,
5: Marjorie.
7: Good morning, Mr. Gildersleeve. Good morning, morning, Bronco. Hi, Elk. Good morning, Leroy. Gildersleeve, you're in. It's all forgotten.
8: How's the acrobat this morning?
7: (laughs) Acrobat? What do you mean?
5: Now, Leroy, you hush. Sit down, Unky. I put a pillow on your chair for you, Unc.
7: I don't need it.
9: Your chair in the dining room's going to be all right, Mr. Gildersleeve. I'm gluing the seat back on.
7: That's fine, Brock.
5: Here's your bacon and eggs, Mr. Gildersleeve.
7: Thank you, Bertie.
9: You ought
5: to have a good appetite this morning, missing your dinner last night.
7: Oh, yes.
9: We're all very sorry about last night, Mr. Gildersleeve. It was my fault.
7: Oh, no, it wasn't, Bronco. We'll just forget the whole thing. Let bygones be bygones.
9: Oh, that's mighty nice of you, Mr. Gildersleeve.
7: You're a big man. Thank you, Bronco. You were a fine boy. We,
5: we all want to apologize, Uncle Mort. We, we didn't mean uh, to. I, I mean, when you fall off that chair...
9: Oh, Marge, <laughs> cut it out... He couldn't
7: help it. (laughs)
4: I'll get you to see yourself like a balloon. (laughs) Excuse me. Mr. Gilsey. ain't you going to eat your
7: bacon and eggs? No, thanks, Bertie. Where are you going? If I can squeeze through the front door, I'm going to waddle downtown. Everybody loves a fat man. Well, they don't love me. And I'm not so big. Uh, quit kidding yourself, Sleep, you are too. Well, it, if I can put on weight, I can take it off. Lots of people do. those ads in the paper. Mrs. Hogtide Clune of Elbow, Indiana, loses 20 pounds in eight days. Yeah, I'll show that family. I'll trim down. I may be a barge today, but tomorrow I'll be a speedboat. Yeah, I'll bet Peavy can help me.
10: Hello, Peavy. Well, hello, Mr.
7: Gildersleeve. What can I do for you this morning? And I want to get some reducing medicine, Peavy. Uh, for a friend of mine. Oh? Yeah? Fine fellow. But he's
10: a little chubby. Well, I have a number of popular brands. Does your friend have any preference?
7: No, he doesn't know much about these things. Of course, neither
10: do I. <laughs> Yeah, I can
7: see that. Now, here's a very
10: popular reducing product. Dr. Beagle's Golden Formula. It hounds the pounds away.
7: No, I don't think my friend would
10: care for Dr. Beagle. Now, now, here's a preparation that quite a few people are buying. Aunt Marion's Waistline Reducer. It's very effective. They tell of a fellow who used too much and his waistline disappeared entirely. Oh, my goodness! He had quite a time keeping his trousers up. Finally, used his wristwatch for a belt.
4: He,
7: is that story true?
10: <laughs> no, but it sells a lot of merchandise. Yeah, well, let's get back to my friend. All right, Mr. Gildersleeve, how many pounds do you want to lose? Oh, about fifty. Peavy, I didn't say it was for me. No, you didn't.
7: Oh, all right, it is for me. But it's not that I'm overweight for my size, Peavy. I just thought I'd trim down a little before the winter.
10: Now, probably the cheapest way is to stop eating. It's very effective.
7: Yeah, I know, Peavy. Now, look at the camel.
10: When he goes a long while without eating, his humps disappear.
7: Peavy, I'm not a camel.
10: Well, only trying to be of service. Have you tried Judge Hooker's rowing machine? Say, I'd forgotten about that.
7: Rowing is awfully hard work, but I'm desperate. You might give the judge a call. No, I don't want to risk a call. The way I feel today, I could get stuck in that phone booth. I'll go right over to the judge's house and get started in that rowing machine.
10: Good luck. Don't
7: fall overboard. (laughs) See you later, Pete.
11: You're perfectly welcome to
7: use my rowing machine, Gilda. It's here in my bedroom. Well, let's get started, Judge. My position as head of the family is at stake. I'm going to lose some weight if I have to row this thing clear to Greenland.
11: There's nothing like a rowing machine, Gilda. That's how I keep my perfect 36. (laughs) (laughs) All
7: right, Horace.
11: Every morning a brisk turn at the oars, and then I have a pick-me-up. Half a rye bun and a beaker of calide water.
7: Judge, please. I haven't eaten anything since last night.
11: Oh. Would you like a snack, Gilday?
7: No, thanks. Maybe those camels have an idea. What was that, Gilday? Nothing, Judge. Oh, brother, I'm weak. Help me into the boat. Yeah, sure.
11: There you are, Gilday. Now you're at the oars. I call my bedroom Hooker Lake.
7: You, you, yeah, yeah. 250
11: strokes on the oars will get you across. That is from Washstand Bay to Pillow Slip Point.
7: <laughs> <laughs> All right, Judge, let me get started. Uh, 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 uh,
11: Left oar. What's the difference? I'm rowing. But you can't get across the lake unless you go straight. Oh, <laughs> my goodness. Uh, Left door Yes. Are you in the boat with me? Certainly It's a long trip I'm going along to keep you company
7: Oh, brother Going across Hooker Lake uh, On a rowing machine With an old goat (laughs) Water commissioner This time you've struck bottom Two hundred and left door.
11: We're almost there, Gildy.
7: Two hundred and fifty. Oh,
11: well, we made it. You rowed across Hooker Lake.
7: How do I look, Judge? Have I lost any weight?
11: Oh, I'm sure you have, Gildy.
7: You're the picture of hell. Well, thanks for the use of your rowing machine, Judge.
11: But Gildy, you're across the lake. Aren't you going to row back?
7: No, you can row it, Judge. The way I feel, I'll just catch the first breeze and fly back.
4: That you, Miss
5: Gildersleeve?
7: Yeah, I'm home, Bertie.
5: Mr. if you look awful thin.
7: I do? You feel all right, Miss Gildersleeve? I feel fine, Bertie. Never felt better, in fact. <laughs> uh, where are the children?
5: Miss Marjorie and Mr. Bronco are upstairs. Leroy's out in the yard. You're just in time for lunch.
7: Lunch? Mm. Mm. No. No, I'm not going to eat, Bertie. I'm reducing. I- I'm losing weight.
4: But you gotta eat. Everybody's gotta
7: eat. Well, not me, but <laughs> call the children, and I'll sit down at the table with them. But I'm not eating.
4: Miss Marjorie! <laughs> Mr. Bronco! <laughs> me, Ron! <lunch! Lunch! laughs>
7: yeah. I'll sit down here at the table where they can see me when they come in. I... <laughs> Bertie noticed I was thinner. The children are bound to see it. <laughs> Right, George Gildersleeve, when you set your mind to something, you do it.
9: Hello, Onky.
7: Hello, my dear. Hello, Mr. Gildersleeve. Having lunch with us, I see. Uh, well, not exactly, Bronco. Hi, Uncle. <laughs> Hello, Leroy. Boy, am I
8: hungry. Where's the food? Uh,
7: <laughs> you children notice anything about me?
5: You got a spot on your necktie.
7: It's something bigger. I mean, don't you notice something?
5: Well, I don't see anything, Onky.
7: You look fine to me, Mr. Gildersleeve. Children, can't you see I've lost weight? I'm thinner. I haven't eaten anything. I've been exercising.
5: Uncle Mort, you aren't doing this because... because we laughed at you.
7: Well...
9: Oh, Mr. Gildersleeve, not because of us. Well?
5: Gee, Uncle, we didn't mean it. You didn't? Oh, Unky, we wouldn't have you change for anything. We love you just as you are.
7: Sure, don't ever change, Mr. Gildersleeve. Oh, children. This touches me very deeply. Oh, I should have known you wouldn't. uh, Excuse me. I, I... I... What's the matter, Uncle? I can't get up. I was going out in the kitchen for a drink of water, but now I can't move. It's my own fault. Not eating since last night. Rolling across Hooker Lake. My strength is gone.
9: I can't get up. Mr. Gildersleeve, I know why you can't get up. Oh, huh? I glued the seat of your chair this morning and it wasn't dry yet.
4: Oh. Cut to the chair. My new suit. Come on,
0: I'm sorry. I can't help. I can't, girl.
7: Oh, the heck with it. Go ahead and laugh. <laughs> Bernie, bring on the lunch.
6: Great Gildersleeve will be right back. Tomorrow when you shop, remember this. The margarine that tastes so good because it's always fresh is parquet margarine made by Kraft. In states where colored margarine is sold, get yellow parquet already colored and ready to serve in its wonderful new aluminum foil flavor saver wrap. Elsewhere, get parquet in the handy color quick bag or regular package. In any state, in any package, parquet tastes so good because it's always fresh. That's P A R K A Y, parquet margarine made by Kraft. Get some tomorrow.
7: Hello, Peavy. Well, you're back again, Mr. Gildersleeve? Yep. You can give me a double banana split. With plenty of whipped cream and don't be stingy with the nuts.
10: How's
7: that? Double banana split with whipped cream and nuts. That's what I thought you said. Yeah, I'm all through trying to get thin, baby. A man should be what he is, not try to be something different. Mm, that's right. Look at you. You're a quiet little druggist. You wouldn't want to change. You wouldn't want to be a big shot. You wouldn't want to have a mansion and a yacht and run around with beautiful movie stars. Well, no, I wouldn't say
4: that. <laughs>
7: Neither would I. Good night, folks.
6: The Great Silver Sleeve is played by Willard Waterman. The show is written by Paul West, John Elliott, and Andy White, with music by Robert Armbruster. Included in the cast are Walter Ketley, Mary Lee Robb, Lillian Randolph, Dick Crenna, Earl Ross, and Richard Legrand. This is John Heaston saying goodnight for the Kraft Foods Company, makers of the famous line of Kraft quality food products. Be sure to listen in next Wednesday and every Wednesday for the further adventures of the great Gildersleeve. Here's a quick, pleasant way to make leftovers more delicious. Just add a little Kraft prepared mustard and you'll add a lot of tang. Kraft prepared mustards. (laughs)
7: This is The Great Gildersleeve, on your marks for your humble host on NBC.
0: There you have it, friends, The Great Gildersleeve from October 18th. Of nineteen fifty. Poor old Gildy. Oh, he was feeling a little embarrassed. He was a, a few ounces too too heavy. Uh, Alright, he was too fat. Uh, he was a little embarrassed over that, but he's managing to overcome. You know, when you're fat, you gotta overcome. You either that do that or you or you just determine yourself to lose weight. Yeah, it can be done, but it is mighty hard. Real hard. But you can do it, you gotta stick with it, stick with it, and you can do it too. It's hard to lose weight when you <laughs> when you eat biscuits. <laughs> it's even harder to lose weight when you have a whole lot of burritos. Hey, do you, you like them burritos? Oh, I love burritos. I used to go to Taco Bell and get them burritos once a week. But you know, one thing I never tried was a breakfast burrito. Yeah, they make all kinds of burritos. Breakfast burritos, but I'm used to the nighttime type burritos. But anyway, they do make breakfast burritos, and Jimmy Dean, he loves his breakfast burritos.
12: I'm Jimmy Dean, and uh, are you ready for this? We did it. The finest burritos that you'd ever want to taste. As a matter of fact, whatever product that has the name Jimmy Dean on it is the finest quality.
0: Mm-mm-mm. You can make sure of that. If Jimmy Dean says so, it's got to be so. I, I, I gotta be honest, I never tried a Jimmy Dean burrito, uh, I might just do it one day. I'm used to them Jimmy Dean breakfast sandwiches, you know, made with uh, uh, Canadian bacon or made with the sausage. Now that's what I like from Jimmy Dean. Eh, but one of these days i'm gonna buy myself some of them jimmy dean breakfast burritos and try them out for myself who knows maybe i'll be switching away from them breakfast sandwiches over them breakfast burritos he <laughs> never can tell but you know what burritos biscuits all that stuff it puts on the weight but jimmy dean he don't care about that he, he wants to be a few ounces overweight because he says hey fellas would you, would you please pass the biscuits? <laughs> Just please pass the biscuits. Ooh, Jimmy Dean's having a problem here. Let's listen now to Jimmy Dean as he begs for biscuits.
12: Pass the biscuits, uh, pass the biscuits, please. Same thing every Sunday since I can't remember when. Ken folks all around the table and the biscuits way up the other end. I, I got a plate of chicken and taters and a lot of stuff like that. All, all I need's a biscuit foot. I wish you'd look where they're at. I guess I could reach across the table, but that's ill manner, Mom always said. I wish I had a biscuit. I just can't eat without bread. Ah, uh, would you pass the biscuits? Uh, excuse me, would you please pass the biscuits? All I want is a biscuit. Nobody seems to care. If they wouldn't talk so doggone loud, they might be able to hear. I doggies, they're half finished eating and I ain't even begun. I wish you'd look at them biscuits disappear. I'll be lucky if I get a one. Same thing every Sunday. Always company to be fed, and they're talking like they're wound up. Boy, I sure wish I had a piece of bread. Hey, what? would you would you please pass the biscuits? It looks like somebody noticed that I ain't started eating yet sure'll be glad when they get their fill and just go out in the parlor and set. Then, I, golly, I won't have to use my manners. I'll just get a biscuit myself. Go ahead. Well, I'll be a monkey's uncle. Ain't a biscuit left. The only day of the week we get Sunday fed and they add up all the biscuits and I just can't eat without bread. There's Sunday some-
0: Someone pass him a biscuit. Oh, hey, you know, that just ain't right. All, all them folks eating up them biscuits, and, and they didn't even pass Jimmy, not even one little biscuit. He didn't even ask to have honey dripped on it. He just wanted a plain, simple biscuit to go with his taters. Oh, yeah, I like that song. Jimmy Dean, please pass the biscuits. Oh, uh, if you're trying to lose weight, well, you know, you can stop eating biscuits or you can do a dance. Them wild-type dances that require a lot of exercise. Doing dances like that is just like exercising. And who, uh, exercising all done by itself ain't no fun, but when you're dancing, now you're having fun. And if... Then you get skinny, and when you get skinny, you you can say to folks, hey, it's because I done did the bossa nova, that's why I'm so skinny. Oh, oh yeah, well Edie Gourmet, she got skinny because she did the bossa nova. Here she is to tell you about it.
2: I was at a dance when it caught my eye. Standing all alone, looking sad and shy.
0: Oh, I like that. I like them songs that move like that. I mean, that song really moves. I can listen to that song two, three times over and get me in the mood to do the bossa nova. Oh, Edie Gourmet, Blame It on the Bossa Nova, one of my favorite songs. Yeah, it really gets you moving and you want to exercise, you put that song on and you're going to exercise with pleasure. You know one thing about losing weight, and I had to go through this too. I lost a about 60 pounds, and buddy, when I did it, I felt proud of myself, and you, you're going to feel proud of yourself, if you have weight to lose, you stick with it, you stick to the diet, you just limit what you're eating, and you will lose the weight slowly, but surely, yeah, that's the way it works, slowly, but surely, eat a little less of that, eat a little less of this, and you will lose the weight eventually, and when you do, you're going to feel proud, and you're going to feel like you're on the sunny side of the street, here's Ted Lewis.
13: Grab your coat. Go on and get your hat. Leave all of your little worries. Leave them back on that old doorstep. And may I suggest that you direct your feet. Follow me. I'm going to that sunny side of the street. You hear it? Don't you hear the pretty (laughs) pang? That's it, folks. That's the happy, happy tune. And that tune is your step. Realize that your lives can be so sweet. On the sunny, sunny side of the street. I used to walk for miles For miles back in the shade With those terrible blues On parade But look at me Listen to me I'm not afraid Because I'm a rover Who crossed over And if I never ever had a saint I don't care, I could be just as rich, as rich as any Rockefeller, and you'll find gold dust way down there at your feet, but you've got to stay on that sunny side of the street. And I want to tell you that it's just around the corner, around the corner, you'll see that sun will shine on high and you'll hear those little bluebirds they're gonna be singing on the rainbow up in the sky listen to those bluebirds
0: I hear it he's sitting on my finger Folks around the corner
13: Why if I never If I never ever had a cent I don't care I could be as rich as you Why you can be richer Than all of the Rockefeller's. Come on ladies and gentlemen Follow me Everybody directs your feet To that sunny Side Of the street
0: Okay, hey, Ted, I'm coming. <laughs> oh, and now, Ted, would you mind doing one thing for me? Will you get off my finger? <laughs> You've been sitting on my finger, chirping like a bird. I thought it was a bird. It turned out to be Ted Lewis sitting on my finger. Oh, no wonder my finger is crushed. Oh, that was the great Ted Lewis. What an entertainer he was, friends. He really was. Ted Lewis and on the sunny side of the street. Well, that'll about do it. Here for today's Sounds Like Radio. Hope you enjoyed the show. The Great Gilda Sleeve trying to lose some weight. We heard some uh, some inspiring songs about being fat. Some not so inspiring. But hey, the only thing that matters is that are you inspired to lose weight? Because if you're not, you ain't going to lose the weight. you got to inspire yourself. Inspire yourself to do it. Because no one else can make you do it or talk you in to do it. you got to do it yourself. And that's the way it is, friends. That's the way it is. Well, friends, speaking of the way it is, we're almost out of time. we got to say so long for now for Sounds Like Radio. I am your humble host. I want to thank you all for listening, for these great songs and the great Gildersleeve. Till next time, I am me, your humble host, saying so long for now. Thanks for listening, and goodbye, everybody.